We're on uh, today's daf is Makot 11 and Makot Yud Aleph. We're picking up almost halfway up um, daf on Yud Amubet uh, 10b, where it says Tznan Mosrin Loshnei Tamnichamim. It's halfway up. Okay, so here's we're just looking at our source sheets here just to see the pasuk again. Um, this is Yud Tet Vav. Let's the avenger of the blood pursue the killer while his heart is hot and overtake him because the way is long and he strikes him to death, whereas he was not deserving of death, for he had not hated him in times past. So who's the, who's the who is the subject here? The not the Rodov, but the avenger. The blood avenger, yeah. Not the Rotzeh. Right, no. I, he I, is a Rotzeh. He's, he's well, he's not because he's not culpable to... Yeah, I'm technically... Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Rotzeh, it's not the Rotzeh. Right. Apparently it's talking about the Blood Avenger, right? The right. Blood Avenger right. didn't hate him yesterday. No, no, I just meant technically you don't call him a Rotzeh. No, you don't call him a Rotzeh. That's right, man. Yeah, you're right. I'm saying he's more Rotzeh than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rotzeh <laughs> yeah. of life. No, the opposite. He's uh, you know, he's a right to kill him if he can catch right, him. Right, right, right. Um, but um, if, if, if he goes, the Blood Avenger pursue the killer... Um, Whereas he's not deserving if he had not hated him in times... Okay, again, so who's this talking about? Because the way is lying, and he strikes him to death. Whereas he was not deserving of death. For he not hate... Okay, yeah, so... Below Emishpat Mavet. Who is this talking about? It's talking about the... The killer, no? Yeah. The killer. Had to be. Yeah. So would he be not, talking about not hated him? Yeah, exactly. So that, that, that was the stronger proof, I think, right. for the fact to say this is a killer. But if you can read it, let's say you can read, let's read it the other way. While his heart is hot and overtaken because the way is on, he strikes him to death, whereas he was not deserving of death, the blood avenger. So what does it mean, the rest of the people? Yeah, and I hate him in times past. So one the, that we saw, we saw that um, th- that view kind of just says, ah, uh, I'm just separating the pasuk into two. But it's not as convincing. So now they're going to keep continuing on that path. So it's... Uh, Twenty-three lines up. Okay, in the bottom. So they send, they send, um, they send two tamidechamim. We talked about this. That two tamidechamim, uh, two rabbis escort the um, unintentional. Oh, so let me just. Okay, we're picking up where we were before. I just want to say that um, we. Uh, there's just like a few of the topics we're going to deal with. We're going to deal with a few statements of Rabbi Yehuda on page 11. We're going to deal with the idea of the death of the Kohen. Um, what, like, uh, how many Kohens have to die? There are different types of Kohens, not just one Kohen. Different types of Kohen. If, if different types of Kohen are serving at the same time, all of them have to die. That's going to be the topic. Um, and we're going to deal a little bit about this idea of... Um, a cur- it's going to go off a little bit on a tangent on idea of a curse, like if someone says a curse. Because the, the, the mothers of the Kohanim were afraid that the children, the mothers of the Kohanim were afraid that the Rotschim would pray to get, to die, so and then, then the, the Kohan yeah, would die. So they would bring food to the, yeah. the murderers in the city of refuge so that they wouldn't pray like for the death of their sons. Yeah. So <laughs> then they have this, like, they go into this whole idea of like how words can can affect things, and, the, and and so even if you, even if Tamihacham makes a, make, it says a curse, but it didn't, um, 
It didn't, uh, just in passing or something like that. It has an effect. Let's go over. Can I, can I just, I'm sorry I'm late. I somehow I can't seem to get myself here 10 minutes earlier. You were talking about Pasuk 6? Yeah. About, about who's striking yeah. who? I don't think it's completely clear. Why? Because it says, For he had not hated him in times past. But if you read the Hebrew, right? Um, but the blood avenger does hate him yesterday or the day before because this man just killed one of his relatives. So the person who doesn't hate is the person who originally killed Bishkaga. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good proof for... The, the approach that says this law is talking about the person who killed unintentionally. That's a good proof for that. The it's an acute hatred. It's recent hatred only. No, you're in, right. In heat of passion. That's a good proof. There are two approaches. Are we talking here about the law as, as um, the head of the mishpat? This, this, he has the mishpat. Is it the blood avenger or is it the un- unintentional murderer? It right. works well in saying what you're saying. It's unintentional murderer. Who has just killed the blood avenger. No, no. You say you're reading it? I'm just saying it can be read that because you're saying lest. I mean, I'm reading the English. Yeah. So you've got a situation. You've got a guy running to the city of refuge. A blood avenger chases him. One of them kills the other. I in this so, episode, I never, I never ever heard that. So okay. the, that's, that's a creative read. I, I they who, weren't they, they weren't reading it here that way. Maybe I don't who's th- killed who? Uh, the blood avenger has killed. Um, the the blood avenger has killed the rotsa right. So the Goel Dam doesn't chase after the Rotseah because he got all he got all warm he got all excited and he captures him and then he kills him the Rotseah and then he says but below a mishpat mavet and he doesn't have uh, and he doesn't have mishpat mavet um, this if you read it this way the Rotseah isn't obligated to be killed. Even though he killed the, his pursuit. Because, because, no, he, he killed, you know, he killed, he killed Yosef somewhere else. But he killed him outside the Miklai. He, he killed somebody else. He killed Johnny yesterday. Now, but he, well, he, he didn't kill him intentionally. He killed him unintentionally. So he doesn't have Mishpat Mavet, the Rotzeah. Uh, does it work out for you? No. It's yesterday. Yesterday, Stephen killed Johnny, okay? Stephen now is not obligated. The question is, if he killed him intentionally, he would be obligated to be killed. But Stephen... But now we're talking about a new murder. Yeah, okay, I'm getting there. Stephen kills Johnny unintentionally. So he's chasing, he's running now to the... Irmiklat. Irmiklat. So we're saying here, so maybe the Goel Adam will chase him, um, because he was all all heated up, and he catches him, and he'll uh, he'll kill uh, whoever, what name was it? Stephen. Stephen. He'll kill Stephen, who was killed unintentionally yesterday. Velo mishpat. Stephen doesn't have the mishpat mavet. He's not. He's not. He didn't kill intentionally. He's mishpat galut. No, but but he lost because he didn't hate Johnny from the day. All right. So the no, blood eventually did. didn't. I, right. I mean, uh, okay. I, yeah. I, no, I think it could be read. I think right. it could be read uh, differently uh, because because the 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 blood avenger now does have mishpat mavet because he did hate him, but he didn't hate him for three days. That's the whole point of the timing. 
It has to be that. It's the only way to read it. Yeah. All right. I don't think so. But I'll anyway, I'll have a drink. Okay. okay. Twenty-five calories. Okay. Let's go. So those are general topics: cursing, curses, and their their efficacy. Um, we're going to see discussions on the Kongadol, how that works in terms of their death. And on the next page, we're going to have another Mishnah that talks about, um, like, let's say um, you're you you already went to to court and um, the Kongadol died before they established your judgment. What happens? Or your Kongadol died, um, and then and then they established your judgment. Like all these kind of cases where it's not clear, um, it's not like a clean case. They're going to go through that in the next page. Okay. Um, so let's pick up here. Tanan. So they're, they're still going with the discussion of which one it is. Tanan. Mostrino shnei tamirichamim shemi argenu b'derech v'idabru alav. They 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 send two tamirichamim. So the goalet, the blood avenger doesn't catch them. Doesn't catch. Uh, so when if the blood avenger catches up with them, the Tamari Khamim will, will convince them. my love, the Machur Bay. So so what is what's the function of Tamari Khamim? Maybe they are warning the the blood avenger that if you kill uh the Ikata Barkatla, uh if you kill that if you kill uh that if you kill uh the What's it called? The Ritzach Barkatlahu. So, um, so maybe they're maybe they're. Let's just see which side they're. Um, sorry. The the if he, if they killed the Ritzach Barkatlahu. Um, this is, this is a proof for one of the sides. Let's try to work it out. It, they they weren't. So what are they talking to the Goladam for? Oh, okay. So they're saying the Goladam. Maybe they're warning the Goladam that if you kill, if you blood of if you kill now. So what's their function this time of him? when they're walking with the uh, with the with the rotzeh, with the unintentional with unintentional murder, um, and they come across a, a blood avenger. What's their function? So you might have said that they were there to, to warn the Blood Avenger that if you kill uh, Johnny, um, you will be sentenced to death. So this could be read that the Pasuk below is talking about the Goel Hadam, the Blood Avenger. So, that, so that's how they're understanding. They bring a proof from that. So they know their function isn't necessarily to tell the Blood Avenger that. Rather, they try to, t- they, they try to tell him Dvarim Haroim though. It's not that they're warning him about his judgment, because that's not the case. Rather, they're, they're, they're just kind of supposed to speak to the Blood Avenger and try to convince him out of trying to kill the unintentional murderer. So it says here, Amrimlo, I'll, I'll, uh, you, go, you know, chill out. Don't deal with him the way that, that uh, he, uh, don't, don't consider him that he tried to murder intentionally. It happened Bishkaga. So don't don't be don't be so tough on him. That's why the sentimentalim. Rameyer Mer, who made a barely day at small. So Rameyer says he can speak for himself. He can do that. He can do that stuff for himself. I don't know if this is a machlok or he's just adding. Like he's not. Is he saying well we don't need them to do that? He can speak for himself, or is he saying he can also speak for himself? I don't know. Shenem Mar v'zeh devar harotzeh. So they said back to him. Amrulo harbech tichut oseh. So I think it's like a really nice Rashi. Uh, it's right across uh, the way, a little bit up. Um, so there's things that you can't do for yourself. You know, you can sometimes people are in a fight, and it's better to have a mediator 
have somebody from the outside speak. So you know, if the the blood avenger comes upon the the, the unintentional murderer, uh, you know, if they try to convince the, the blood avenger to, to to back off, not sometimes won't be as convincing as if you have Tudami Tudami Chamim doing it. So I just think it's nice, just like this idea that like Shlichut um, does a lot of things. Don't don't downplay it. You know, people. It's nice people say, "I want to do everything myself." Sometimes it's good to get other people involved, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mediators. Amar So if you look back a line, one line, um, so this is what the the uh, the Chamim say. Chill out. We uh, this is he came in his hand. It he did it unintentionally. It wasn't wasn't real. So you shouldn't be so upset. So they're gonna pshita, right? So if he's if he's why, why isn't that simple? Doesn't the don't the um, don't the uh, doesn't the blood avenger know that that's that's the halacha? Anybody who goes to the city of refuge is a shogeg. So I'm, I could, you can answer that. You could say, yeah, everyone knows that. But in the moment of in your heated moment, you forget that that you know you don't think about their level of unintentionality, you know, level of unintentional intention. Or, moreover, everyone goes to the city of refuge until the. That's the, the answer. Okay. That's the other answer. Okay. But I could answer another way, yeah. just to say, yeah, even if that's the halacha, the only people who are un- kill unintentionally go to go to Yermiklat. Still, you should say it. I mean, some people, you know, who remembers these things when you you want to go kill somebody? You know, it's a, if you keep reminding them that it's show gig and you kind of point it out, and you show I was innocent. That might be helpful. But they answer what you answered. <laughs> In yes, um, the pshita, the even mezi, yes. So it says vahatan Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudomer, Rabbi Tchla, Chad Shogeg, Vechad Mezi, Makdimin Laremiklat. So originally, in the first place, they go to Miklat. So there's an obligation, actually, to send the Maisie people to Miklat. So the Beitin go and they take them out. So whoever has um, Mita, they, they kill him. Okay. Whoever is not Mitchaya, it's interesting, too. It's just they uh, hand him over to Goel Hadam. Like, that's... I don't know. That's like uh, is that a capital? Like, what kind of punishment is that? It's own own situation. Someone who kills you just that's uh, their punishment. You just hand them over. Whoever is not obligated, whoever didn't wasn't found liable for killing, so they say go home. Go home, and the uh, is no the blood avenger has no no right to to kill you. Whoever got whoever was required to get galut, they they send them back to the army clot. To the city refuge. So Rebbe Omer, it's an interesting view here. This is this, this is a continuation of a Tanaitic source. So we didn't see this before, but there's another opinion here. Rabbi Omer, Matzma, this is Rabbi Yudah Nasi was a Tana. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Matzman hit Golin. So really, these these uh, people killed intentionally, we don't send them to Yermiklat. That's not what we do. They don't have a place to send. I don't know what happens to them, with them beforehand. They... I guess they just wait at home. They they try to escape the blood event. I don't know, but they're not. They, but so so he says, Matzman um, Golin because for they think mistakenly. So people go people go in the masse. So the answer is there's two answers. There's there's uh, so do people we, when a blood event catches them along the way. The two times they say. Chill out. Uh, they he just killed Shogeg. Wasn't so so. So they asked, "Why do you say Shogeg?" Nobody nobody goes there with Mezi uh, when they're doing it intentionally. They say no. There's two types of people who go there with Mezi. Even according to according to Chamim, they go there because they have to go there. According to Rebbe, even though they don't have to go there, in in practice, 
uh, people who kill intentionally do go to the city of refuge because they think mistakenly that that's a place that will, will absorb them. Okay. So here we're just going to go into a little bit of like what you need in the town. So it's just interesting. We talk about a city that has a lot of murderers. The, the majority of the city is murderers. So if the function of, of Irmi Klaat, city of refuge, is for rehabilitation, um, that might not be... Uh, you know, that happens a lot in, in jails. You know, you go to jail and sometimes you come out Worse. You know, worse and, uh, and orange is the new black is the proof of that. <laughs> anyway, anybody seen that show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she went in, she was all innocent, and then I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Um, okay, so, anyway. So, Yerushu Barotzkin, and I call that it. Shinem Arba, the bearer is Nezik, the ear, Hahiyat Varav. Veloshu Dvarav, the Dvaram Dvarav. So, they have to say something special about about they have to be like presenting some some novel um, some some new information. So if they're speaking to people in the town and what they're speaking is like the the jargon of the town, then that's not something new. But if if they're talking, they're they're presenting a case that's like shkaga, and, and not everybody there is is liable for that for, for for murder. So that's something new, and that's why it's like a davar. I don't know if that's clear, but it's not 100% clear to me. But it says, He has to speak his dvarav. So it has to be something that's heard, something that's unique. And if everyone there are murderers, it's not a unique case. So, A city that doesn't have skenim, it's also interesting, right? If you don't have skenim in the town, old people, or old, old maybe old knowledge people, not the Ajal people, um, the city doesn't absorb the uh, city doesn't absorb the uh, unintentional killer. Because the Pasuk says you need Ziknea Irvaleka. So again, it's about, I think it's about rehabilitation. You have to send them to a place where they're not just uh, like a majority of killers, it has to also be a place where they're old, you know, old elders that can maybe uh, help them rehabilitate. Eatmar, so. Is here a few statements where you need? Um, so it says, One of them says that, that if there's there's a machloket actually on this, it has no skinny. One person says it absorbs them. Another one says it doesn't absorb them. So that we saw that view. For the person who says it does absorb them, so uh, when it says you need ziknei ir, it's not saying that they have to be there. It says that it's a mitzvah that you have skinny there. So I, maybe you could say that the second view is saying that it's not necessarily about rehabilitation, it's about punishment. I don't know. Meaning, you have to have... So the first view is saying that you have to have Zikniah ear. You have to have elders in the town. Why? Maybe because you have to have good influences in that town to help them get better. But if, if the second view says you don't have to have elders in the town. If you have them, it's a mitzvah. If you don't have them, you don't have to have them. So maybe this other view is saying that... Uh, is seeing the, the, the city of refuge in a different way. I don't know. Um, they're saying that you don't have to have skating there to help educate those who come in. Maybe it's a good thing, but you don't have to have it. So if you don't have to have it, maybe they're viewing a city of refuge not just as a place of rehabilitation, but rather as like a form of punishment. And so if you have skating, that's nice. Or its primary role is as punishment. Yeah, exactly. But it'd be nice yeah, if it yeah, had exactly. also rehabilitation. Yeah, possibly. I'm just trying to kind of understand no, about it. In, in the society <laughs> back then, so murder, I guess, was very prevalent. To build the cities, there must have 
there must have been a lot of people murdering each other before in the cities now. Or yeah, unlike Baltimore today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think we should feel too arrogant about the state of our society. <laughs> no, I think people settle things amongst themselves a little bit. Oh, yeah, people settle things. You, know? so you, you always today we have Blood Avengers. It's uh, first of all, there weren't lawyers then. Just the West Baltimore Blood <laughs> Avenger every <laughs> evening. All right, we got to yeah, we got to move okay. here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. The ear shein Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Okay, so here is another. There's going to be a few machlokis on. It's going to be Ben Sorer Moret, and also so this idea of having needing skinning. Um, there are two other cases we talk about skinning. Uh, ben Sorer Moret and Egla Arufa. Ben Sorer Moret is an, a, like a wayward child, and the other case Egla Arufa is uh, you know if they're if, the, if someone died in the town, people don't know uh, who killed them. So there's a whole procession where they bring. Uh, uh, an egel, a calf, down to the, to the water uh, water source, and the Tamei Chamim say, "We didn't kill. Uh, you know, our hands are free from the sin." And and so, and then they figure out which town was responsible. So for this it. is not someone who died in the town. This is someone who died between the two towns. That's the case, right? Egla Rufa, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not sure which. And Ben Soramora though isn't necessarily connected. So, so rebellious child, rebellious child. But that's not necessarily connected to the idea of death. These are just like the, these two other cases have skinning. So right. the question is, do you have to have the skinning or not have the skinning? So that's what we're learning. Yeah, okay. that's the connection. Ir she'ein baskinim. Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Yassi. Chanamar nasa ben soramur. So ben soramur can happen in a case where there's a town where there's not skinning. Chanamar in enasa ben soramur. Lamandam are enasa ben soramur by inan ziknei iro. The pasuk with ben soramur is ziknei iro. You need ziknei iro and you don't have them. Um, same idea. It's a good thing. I don't know, you can also say it's about like authority. You know, is this more of a d- democratic uh, approach or more of an authoritarian approach? If you, you have to have and they're kind of like in charge of the town, or is it a town? I don't know. Or is it a town where even without skating, laws and, and these laws are applicable nevertheless? I don't know. Okay. The pasuk in regards to Egla Rufa says Ziknea Ir. Okay, same idea. So every time that you have certain things, that the pasuk obligation, certain thing doesn't mean that it's, it's obligatory. It can mean that it's a positive act. Doesn't mean it's an obligatory thing. It's a little bit odd, actually. What does a Ziknea Ir mean? Yeah. I mean, in a. I'm understanding as like elder. Sometimes Chazal understand as Zekana Chokma, which is Tamari Chokmin. Good influence. Yeah, right. I mean, a you know, when you do kiddush, yeah, right. The, the one who's oldest amongst us. So, I mean, it's a different usage, but it's if there's a bunch of seventeen-year-olds, it's the the eighteen-year-old who does the mm-hmm. kiddush, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's always the kneiyir. You could say there's always the oldest, person. oldest person. Yeah. If the that's if it's literal, it means that it probably in my sense is it could be it, could, it, it could has be to be a special category. It can't just simply be the eldest person yeah. because that's a, that's a given. Yeah. But if they describe it, then it means that there's something to learn out. So it must mean that there are people who we yeah. consider or, or it could be Tamil Khamin. I mean, maybe they have a role. Yeah, and somehow with the city. I mean, it keeps it's yeah. always linked with. So. Yeah, with the city. Yeah. If you have the a elders. city, you know the, the, yeah, the city elders. The city elders. The city elders. Well, that's where they got it. Yeah, <laughs> this is no, where they mean, got it. Literally. Yeah, city yeah. elders. Yeah, like a bensorer can't become a ben. It can't be a judgment. Can't be you know established on bensorer more with a place without. It's skin. not a hefkevel. I wonder if that's the idea. Is like you have a town where bensorer was able to be uh, able to 
flourish mm-hmm. or to, to find, you know, become a Ben Saramora. If it's a town where there aren't skating, so how much maybe you can't completely uh, find them culpable? I don't know. Yeah. Is it a town without skating, or is it a, or is it, like a, a, or or is it, um, or, you know, I, what's the role of these people? Yeah, <clears throat> they, are of, they in, like are they in the court? Like are they, you know, members of the court? Are you saying are they? Are they like just influences in the town? I don't, I'm just, <clears throat> I don't know. Is the town run by them? Or? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the maybe if you just the pasuk might hint to it, but uh, okay. yeah. But it says you the mother, father, mother take him and they bring him to Zikne Iro. So those those are uh, those are the uh, you know the, they're they're in the court in charge of the course, I guess. But nevertheless, I think the idea that you have to have these people there. You have those people there, then I think it's just talking about you have to have good influences in the town. That's that makes the town better. The same thing with the opposite. If you have an Irsha majority is killers, um, then then uh, then you can't send a uh, some, uh, unintentional murderer there because it doesn't help them. Okay, it's about good influences, I think. Okay, but you're right. There's more to look into there. So now we're just talking, like, I don't know, we're just getting another topic a little bit. But um, you have a strong language in relation to the topic of Rotschim, right? Because um, it says, So when it's, you guys are familiar with this, but like anytime it says, Amar is like, a, whenever it says Amar, is like, it's a lighter language. Daber is like a more serious language. Um, so that's Lashon Az. So in, in relation to our, our Amy Klot, it says God speaks in like tough language. So why is that? So Mimnation Shel Torah. Well, this is a serious topic. This is uh, you know, this is from the Torah. So we should speak seriously. So the member that called Dibor. So do you want to say every time you use the word Dibor, it really means Lashon Kasha? In yeah, it's true. The, um, so, uh, so, yes, every time it says Daber, it's, uh, it, is, it is a tough language. So here's a, here's a, a bright that seems to say otherwise. So, that Yadber means, Rashi says, So, sometimes uh, God will, will, it says God, you know, some, these nations will be guided under us. And so, there it's like a positive thing, so it's not a negative thing. So not so well, maybe every divorce isn't isn't lashon <coughs> kasha. So so daber lechud yad ber lechud. Anytime it says yad ber, that's that's like nice language. Daber though is tough language. So we we go back to this idea that um, this Rashi says nation shel Torah. Val shar amirot shemar lo amar daber lekem mitzvah ketuvah b'torah chutz mizoh. So actually don't know. so. Uh, there's some sort of message here that yeah, Arami Cloud are like a serious thing. They're from the Torah, but it's just weird because there's so many things in the Torah. I don't know, but it's about murder. Meshen Shorah, meaning so it's a murder. That's why he spoke spoke seriously. But that, they should have said that, right? They should have said Zaretach. I don't know. Okay. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I just, I'm having a little trouble with the language here. You know, me Torah. Okay. Simone Rabbanam, Mahamne, Visifri, Pligi Barabi. So we're having, right now we're going to have three statements. The connection between these following points is going to be three statements of Rabbi Huda. They're always going to be necessarily connected. Pligi Barabi Huda, the first one is connected to, um, to Irmiklat. 
Pilgi Rabbi so Pilgi Ba Rabbi Yehuda Rabbanan Chadomer Mipnei Shiham Chadomer Mipnei Shehen Shel Torah. So, um, why is the language Dibor there? So we we saw a view that's because they're from the, they're like a serious thing from the Torah. Um, but there's another view that's one of these either Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Yehuda Rabbanan has have this view that it's because Joshua delayed setting up Aramikot in Israel. So God came. Uh, there was Lashon Kasha. Uh, there was like a tough language saying, you know, you made a mistake, you shouldn't have delayed it. So, Shishiham, um, uh, I mean, he delayed it. So, Vayichtov Yeshua Tvarim Ha'ele B'Sefer Tralahim Pligi Ba Rabbi Yehuda Renechem Echadam Mer Shmona Pesuk So, now, because we are talking about um, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda's statements, we're going to have a few, two other statements of Rabbi Yehuda that aren't necessarily connected to Irmi Klaat. Um, to the cities of refuge. So Yeshua wrote these things in the Sefer Torah Elohim. Um, so it says at the end of Yeshua, it says that he, um, in the very end, in, in verse chapter 24, verse 26, it says, Joshua wrote all these things in the Sefer of Torah Elohim. And he took a big rock, and he placed it, he took a big stone, and he, and he, and he, and he uh, erected it, um, and... And so there was like a, you know, there was a ceremony. So the question is, what did he write? What was this, what was this, ask, this Torah that he wrote? So, uh, so one person said, well, this is what he was doing at that time. He's writing the final eight, eight verses of the Torah. Because, you know, it says Moshe died. So Moshe, how could Moshe have written those Tukim after he died? Um, there was a, there was a, another, uh, uh, Yeshua wrote it. That's what it says. What are the Dvarim Ela? The eight verses. Some people say that he, uh, uh, another view said that he was writing the the, the, the discussions on uh, the, par- the parts that dealt with the cities of refuse. That's why it says he was writing these words in the Sefer Trat Elohim, in the Torah of God. So that's the shot, really. So how can you say he was writing that idea? So um, how can you say he was writing the th- uh, discussions about... Um, I don't know, I think maybe this machal could be mixed. Like, what is this? His at the end. Of, this is like is one of his the final things in Sefer Yeshua. What do you, maybe I don't know if it's the end of his life. These are like at the end of Yeshua, he's writing these things. So, what was the most important? What was very important to him? So, if you, the Ipsuki that's extremely important. But the other view is saying that it, in this moment he was even writing about the Arimi That's something like really important and especially that he used that and like at the end of Sefer Yeshua to say maybe at the end, closer to the end of his life. I don't know that he was writing about it. So he, he held it in high esteem. So. Um, so why does it say Tefrat Elohim? It wasn't that he was writing these words in the Tefrat Elohim, because that would work nicely for the Apesukim. Rather, he was writing these words that are in Miklat that appear in the Tefrat Elohim. So again, we're stressing the idea that these are in Tefrat Elohim. But it's not that he's writing in Tefrat Elohim. So here's just another Machlok connector, Rabbi Yehuda. Not connected to uh, city refuge. Sefer Shetafro Bipishtan. So you have Sefer Torah. We're talking about Sefer Torah, I guess. That's the connection. Your Sefer Torah that you sewed not with um, the sinews of an animal, but ra- uh, but rather with um, with linen. You had linen. And you, you you sewed the different um, different parchments together. Uh, different parchments like, together with that. Pligi Bar Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Meir. Chad Omer Kasher Chad Omer Pasul. Lamanda Meripasu, one says it's invalid, one says it's valid. Lamanda Meripasu, one says invalid. Dictiv, Lamantia Tarata Shem Beficha. It says with regards to Tfilin, that you have to have Tfilin so the Tra Hashem should be in your mouth. Okay? 
So itkish kotra tefillin, mat tefillin al chalmash misinai tefan bikidin after af kol tefan bikidin. So because the pasuk when it's talking about tefillin, it mentions Torah. So you have to have tefillin so the Torah Hashem will be in your mouth. So there's a connection between Torah and tefillin, and we know with tefillin that it has to be sewn with uh, the, the strands of, of sinews. So the same thing with uh, with regards to sefer Torah. That's the view that says that if someone did it with linen, it's problematic. The uh, idach, the other approach, says so. This, what was the connection between Torah and Tefillin? There was a connection, but it says anything that's permitted for your mouth, you can use that for the for the material of the Sefer Torah. Meaning, it says, Sefer Torah b'ficha. So it has, Sefer Torah has to be in your mouth. So we have this language of mouth, so it's come to say that anything that's used, that goes, it's permitted to go in your mouth, that you can use uh, that you can use for Tefillin, and that you can use for Sefer Torah. Everything that's ochel. So you have to use something that's permitted. Not anything, not anything itself, but it's animal hides that you can use had to be from kosher animals. Right. I'm, well, yeah. So that's right. If you see Rashi uh, uh, here, it's like um, 10 lines down from the top. Yeah. You can't, it's, it's limited. You can't be like just, you know, you write it on a, uh, on a piece of lettuce, you know. It has to be uh, hides. But yeah, um, so not for all the laws, just regards to uh, this this one aspect. But really, so tefillin can be sewn with has to have to be sewn with um, uh, sinews, but the tefer Torah um, can be sewn with linen, even can be can be attached with linen. Amar Chazina, so uh, Rav says, I actually saw, uh, when I was in the house of Rav Chia, the Bey Chavivi, the, the, it's another name for Rav Chia, Rabbi Chia, so I saw that they actually used linen, but the Halakha is not like him. So there was this view that you could use linen. But. Okay. Now, we just finished, what was that general topic there that was? Arimi Klat, right? The Cities of Refuge. That was a topic of yesterday's daf. topic of today's daf, for the most part, is about the Kohens, the Kohanim. So there, there are three, we talked about so far three aspects, really, in regards to uh, Cities of Refuge. What is an unintentional murder? That was like all of chapter one. Uh, sorry, that was chapter, sorry, first chapter was Adim Zomimim. But this chapter is talking about, the beginning of the chapter, talking about what is an intentional murder. If, you know, someone found them in, in, in the forest, the axe, then we talked about the Another element of this whole, of this scenario, which is the, the cities of ref, uh, we talked about the cities of refuge, um, right? We talked mm-hmm. about that, and now we're talking like who goes in there, who doesn't go in there, and like what what where they are. We talked about the where they're located, which parts of Eretz Israel. Now we're going to talk about the other element, which is the Kohen Gadol. Okay. So there are going to be four types of Kohen Gadols here mentioned in this Mishnah. And the question is, do you need all four of them to die, or do you need just one of them to die? And but we're going to see the different ones. So we, the Kongadol has to die for the unintentional murder to be freed. So it goes, so echad mashuach b'shem mishcha. So one type of Kongadol is one that was um, anointed with shem and mishcha. So at a certain point, they were, you know, they were anointing the Kongadol, so, which that's how they would establish them as Kongadol, through with, with anointing them with oil. So if that Kongadol died, then then he's freed. And even in a time when there wasn't, they weren't doing anointing them with oil, but they were just doing it with clothing, with a certain ceremony with clothing. That that kohen gadol also, if they died, then he's freed. It's just saying it in another time period. So somebody who, uh, somebody who 
so this is Rashi is going to be helpful here. Helpful here. So a Kohen Gadol became puzzle, invalid. Okay, another person. So they had a fill-in for the Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol became valid. Maybe they found that he was a, a son of a Grusha or a Chalutza or something like that, and became invalid. So they bring in a pinch hitter. They bring another Kohen Gadol. Um, or maybe the the other first Kohen had oh, the first Kohen let's say was unhealthy or something like that, so they couldn't serve. And now another Kohen came in. They filled the spot, and then uh, then the co- the co- the first Kohen came back to his work, and this person um, left uh, left and went home. And I th- I think it's saying that even if that Kohen gadol that Kohen dies, the one who was the pinch hitter and and finished their job. Um, even that one is enough to allow for them to be standing. free. He has standing. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. So that's what it says. Uh, the shavari One that left was placed in there for a certain period of time. There's an interim Cohen. They were removed. If that Cohen died, apparently, even after they were replaced with the original Cohen, that's enough for allowing them to be free. Rabbi Hudomer, here's a third one. Mashuach milchama machzir So if there's a Cohen. So there was a Kohen that was uh, anointed to go, to go out to war and to talk about, um, to take and encourage the people of war, you know, don't be afraid, etc. If that Kohen died, then also um, he's freed. So I, I'm not sure if that's a Kohen Gadol or not. I don't know. Apparently, apparently it is because we're just all talking about Kohen Gadol. But I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I didn't it sounds look, like I didn't it, look it almost sounds like they made him a Hakona Gadol in a pinch because they're going to war. They need someone to lead them. To, to, to yeah. what you're suggesting. I don't know. I just so don't he would be like the lowest rung, the least authentic, if you will. Why would they bring him in as the last one? Right. Yeah. Like, what is it about a Hakona Gadol in Nochama? Let me just see. I don't want to. Like, that's a good, that's <coughs> oh, it's, it says the one that. It's the one that goes out in front of the troops. Yeah, says, yeah. Exactly. He's trying to encourage them and strengthen them, so he, boost them. But he's also he's also the one who but he's says, still he's still like uh, he still has a position. He's still, yeah. The question is, is, I just don't know the halacha if it's a kohen gadol or if it's just a kohen. And um, that's my question. Either kohen gadol or the guy, because the pasuk says kohen gadol. Um, but is he the one who goes out? The, the, the one who goes out to the troops no, and says anyone who has got married in the last year, anyone who's, you know, yeah. go home. Why are they bringing him? He's a Kona Gadol. Why, why is so, he being brought? Yeah, so I, yeah that's why I'm, I'm not sure. Unless he talking. engages in war and a Kona Gadol shouldn't like Matashah didn't fight, his son yeah. did. Is that yeah. what it is? Here. Afa Kohen Kol Tzakei So I don't think it's talking about It's just a Kohen. Oh. So apparently, I mean. So he. Oh. I don't know. I, I still I still don't know. So okay. Well, we're not going. It's not really going to go into. Okay. Uh, hopefully today. Let's uh, say that. Even though the words are going to see that even the words of a uh, word said in jest have power. So yes, today we're going to get through it. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is. The mothers of the Kohen, Kohenim, so we talked about it. It's like the, the mothers will give to the Rotschim food because they, uh, they didn't want them to pray up on, on, their sons, uh, on their sons that they should die. And people were waiting, oh, can't wait for this. You know, uh, you know, somebody's a successor in a big law firm or something like that. So can't wait for the, 
for the head honcho to you know retire or whatever, and so I can get the position. So they try to appease them and say you know uh, to think positively about and the mothers of the of the head. Minani yeah. where do we know that all three of these, um, all three of these that are mentioned, the first the first two says three, and then Rabbi uh, then Rabbi Yehuda added another one. So how do we know that these three are uh, that there's three? Maybe there's just one Kohen Gadol. So there's three psukim that mention Kohen Gadol, and that's how they got it. Amar Av Kahana, Damar Kra, Vayeshev Ad Mot Konegadol, number one. Uchtiv, Kib Irmi Katoyeshav Ad Mot Konegadol, number two. Uchtiv Achori Mot Konegadol, three. That's how they got three. So they, I don't know if those three are, you can learn from the context which, but we have three, three, so. so. Rabbi Yehuda, Ktiv Kra Achrina. So Rabbi Yehuda, who said that even the one who goes out to war, so where did he get it from? We only have three to talk about Kohen Gadol. Aktiv krachrina lashu lashev ba'aretz ad amot ha'kohen. So, and there's another thing that talks about that he has to go uh, until the Kohen dies, he has to be in that, that area. It doesn't say Kohen Gadol, though. So, he, so Chachamim were uncomfortable. The first few in the Mishnah was uncomfortable saying that we have a fourth one because it has to say Kohen Gadol in the pursuit. But it really is talking about Kohen Gadol, but it doesn't say Kohen Gadol. And so, but nevertheless, he's willing to darshan it for Mashuach Milchama. So for for uh, for the Chachamim, the first year in the mission, it doesn't count this th- fourth pasuk. Why don't they count it? Because it doesn't say gadol on it. So um, for them, they said this is when it's referring to this Kohen, and this pasuk is talking one of the f- former three. That's how they do that. Okay, the fiyach So now we're going to live a little bit about language, the, the, the efficacy of language and the power of language. Well, they talked about if they would have prayed. For their for the Kohen Gadol to, to, to for, their, for the the mothers gave them food so the, the the unintentional mothers wouldn't pray for the Kohen Gadol to die so apparently their their prayers have power. Um, so really, uh, come on, if you if they would have prayed that uh, Kohen Gadol would die, it would have been it would have really caused the Kohen Gadol to die. Um, someone who gives a, a false a false curse um, with no basis it doesn't it's not uh, it doesn't have any efficacy it's not it's not and so the Kohen Gadol here so the, the assumption here is the Kohen Gadol is not guilty so the Kohen Gadol is not guilty and someone prays for the Kohen Gadol to die it won't do anything because they're not guilty that's that's the assumption but remember we talked about how the Kohen Gadol does play a part to some extent mm-hmm. that's going to be the answer so really, their prayers could help because the the Kohen Gadol was a little bit liable because they should have prayed. So they wanted that the um, at the some people say that they they brought them food so that so the murderers will actually pray for their sons that they wouldn't die. <coughs> That's that's kind of crazy, right? Get them to not pray. That's one thing. Get them to pray for your sons. That's well, that implies that they're giving them so much. I guess they're going. I'm living high. Next, yeah, getting good welfare here. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Time at a matzu. So if they if they didn't pray, would they die? They need you know. If they didn't pray, would they die? So what 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 could it what could he have done? What could the Kohen Gadol have done? Uh, it's not his fault. So th- now we're going back to the view that he's not liable. 
What could he have done? He couldn't have done anything. So, he, 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 you know, the person, the per, that person sinned. Why is the Kohen Gadol guilty? Um, so, uh, one per- so there's, there's sometimes cases in life where one person does something and another person gets punished for it. I don't know if it's because one person... These two cases here are not necessarily interconnected. There's the case of someone who did something and another person died. But sometimes that happens. I don't know if it's because one is liable or not. I don't know. But So no, we're going back. No, no, it's not, it's not random. But rather, That's why um, if... That's why the mothers come and kind of control the, the children to pray for the Kongado, because if not, they might die because uh, they, they were liable. They, they do something wrong. They should have asked for a Rachamin. Um, so somebody, uh, so a, uh, a lion was killed. A lion killed a person three parsot from Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. And afterwards, Eliyahu uh, didn't visit him for three days. So we have this idea that if, if uh, Tzadik is in a town and people die in that town um, in a weird way or someone got killed by a lion, so that shows that the Tzadik didn't do their, their job. You could say prayer, but you could go another level. Like, you know, the, the, our leaders are responsible for what goes on. You know, the president has all these people underneath him, but, you know, in the bottom line, if the economy is going well, it's because it's on his name or, or vice versa. So, same thing here. Uh, so, Eliyahu Navi did not come to visit him for three days because he said, you know, somebody in your town just got killed by a lion, so you should have done a better job. Maybe you should have prayed mystically, or maybe you should have educated better. Uh, so, a, a, a curse, a baseless curse, a, 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 even a baseless curse of a Tami Chacham comes true. So, that's, you know, if you, someone, Kila Chacham, a feel David tried to dig the foundations for the Beit Mikdash, okay? And when he did it, all this water kind of, kafa, uh, all this water rose, a tahoma of the, of the tahom, all these underwaters rose, um, and they came to like flood, to flood the whole world. Amar Mahuli, so so David Melch said, "How am I going to solve this? I, I'll call. I have to call a plumber. No, you don't call a plumber. You bring a mystical thing to fix it. I'm going to write God's name on a piece of uh, pottery. Should I? Should I do this? Should I go God's? I know that a piece. If I write God's name on a piece of pottery and I throw it in there, everything will be fixed. But the question is, should I do that? Because if I do that, God's name will be erased. That was his question. He asked around, and nobody had an answer. So should I, should I put God's name on a piece of pottery and throw it in the in the in there and the, and the water will stand in its place? Nobody had anything to say. Anybody knows this, but does not speaking up, forever hold your neck, meaning you'll you'll be strangled. So Achitofo had a kava chomer. Said just like to do shalom between a man and his wife with regards to sota, the Torah says that the word shemish nichtabik tushayim machal el mayim. So uh, the name of God can be uh, erased because of sota and make shalom between a man and his wife. So too, uh, in this case, you want to bring shalom to the whole world. Kavachomer, um, yeah. So he, so again, so he had something to say, but he didn't speak. So David Amel kind of said that in passing, but even a, even a klachanam. Uh, even a kalav, a tamichacham in passing is dangerous. Um, so he said, it's permitted. 
to David Amalekh. He should do it. He wrote a name on the on the pottery and he threw it into the to the water and it st- and it stood in its place. So everything was okay. But and even though it did work, and meaning even though it did work, meaning he did say he ended up did speaking up. Nevertheless, um, he was he ended up being strangled. He strangled himself actually. So. He got strangled. Maybe he strangled himself because he was upset they didn't listen to his uh, they didn't listen to his um, advice. So you see here that the words of David kind of came true, nevertheless. So the words are powerful. Uh, even a chacham who makes a, 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 a who curses even on condition, and the condition didn't come true. Um, nevertheless, he makes it work curse on condition. Nevertheless, it, uh, it's it, it it comes it, it comes to fruition. Mila, let me Eli. Eli said to Shmuel, "If you don't tell Shmuel, you had all this prophecy. If you don't tell me what happened, um, whatever happens to me, that my children are going off the path, that should happen to you too." He's saying so, and in the in the end, Shmuel did tell him. But the fact that he even mentioned that kala, he put out that negative energy. Shmuel's children went off the derech. That's what I can say here. Even though Shmuel said them, they didn't hold him back. His children didn't go in his way. Good. Ten minutes. So I need to, someone who gives a, uh, an, a, a excommunicated somebody on condition. Um, it still needs to be. Um, it still needs to be annulled. So uh, Yehuda says, if I don't bring Benjamin back to you, Father, I will have sinned to you my whole life. So he made a condition there, and he ended up bringing back, well, I don't know if he ended up bringing back Benjamin. He ended up reuniting them, at least. He didn't, Benjamin didn't die. But nevertheless, he goes, I will sin to you forever. So this idea that someone uh, excommunicated on a condition, you still have to get... Um, no, I, someone, yeah, someone, ex, someone gets excommunicated on, he excommunicated himself, says, I'll sin to you forever. So you need to get an annulment, because it's forever. You would have annulled it. I don't know if it means that if you, if you excommunicated and the condition came true, you still have to get an annulment, or if it's saying that, um, that never, if you just excommunicated on condition, you have to get an annulment, if it didn't come true. I don't know, but, because it seems like it, it might have come or not. I'm not sure, because he did reunite with Benjamin, but he didn't bring him back. I don't know. Okay. Um, so the pasuk says, "Reuben should live and not die." After it says, "So," and after it says, "This is the blessing for Judah." So um, it says, the "Good things after Yehuda." After it talks about Reuben. So all these forty years. What is it? Why is, it says, "Why is it saying connecting to Yehuda something positive?" After it talks about Reuben. So we're going to go into that right now with like a, a little bit of a story. All. For forty years, um, in the in the desert, the the bones of Yehuda would be bouncing around his in his grave because again, because he uh, said I should be excommunicated for life if I don't bring Benjamin back. So he was uh, his 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 um, excommunication that that word I'll be sent to you for life. He kind of he was suffering from that statement. So that's where we learn that you know if you don't do a, a, a hafara, you don't annul it then. It continues. So he was suffering. Um, but Moshe Moshe stood up and asked Rachamim. So there's actually a, a full pasuk here that they're going to darshan. So Amalaf and Aribonah Shalom Mikaram the Revenge Yehuda. 
as it says, Vizot Yuda, Shemashem Ko Yuda. So, the Pasuk says, uh, I'm just going to read the Pasuk out loud, and you'll see that they're going to darshan like four parts of it. I'm reading the Pasuk. And this is from Dvarim Lami Gimel Tain. Vizot Yuda, Vyomer Shemashem Ko Yuda. That's number one, is Vizot Yuda. Number two is Yishemashem Ko Yuda, number two. Velamotavienu, that's number three. Vyadav Ravlo, number four. Vezermitav Tia, number five. So, all those five pieces are going to be darshan right now. So, we saw Vizot Yuda. Shemashem Ko Yuda. So listen to the words of Yehuda. So God says, so God, listen to the words of Yehuda. I'll Ivra the Shafa. So, his, so his, his limbs went back into place. Um, um, his, his bones went into place. But nevertheless, he, they wouldn't enter him into the Metita the into like the, the higher echelons of, of heaven. So that's why the Pasuk says, Moshe prayed that he should bring him back into his nation. It's all part of the same Pasuk. Look, so we didn't know how to, to learn halacha in, in heaven. It's it's a different, whole different uh, system. Bishmata um, Bahade Rabbanan. He didn't know how to learn with him there. Yadav Ravlo. He prayed that his hand should be Rav. He should be successful in, in dealing with Torah. He didn't know how to answer any, any kashas. So basically, Moshe's. So we talked about a kilav atamichacham. So here's a bracha atamichacham. That Moshe was able to heal him with his words of bracha to the extent that. Heal his bones, and even after death, and bring him up to the highest levels of heaven. So you see the power of words both ways. So now, finally, we're back to our Mishnah. We had the we had the end of the Mishnah. We're talking about the power of words with the with the, with the mothers. Now we're going back to the actual content of the Mitzvah with the three three different Kohanim. He says, "Do you need mitat kulan? Who chazer dima mitat echamem? If if only one of them or all three, so you could have a case where some of them are are." So the question is, all, how could all three of them be serving at the same time? I don't know. But, because uh, the third one was the pinch hitter, right? So, oh yeah, that's half. So a pinch hitter, someone came, so, a Cohen was sick, a pinch hitter came in, he left. Now do you have to have both of them die? Mm-hmm. The previous, uh, the interim one and the, so. Or Dilma, maybe even one of them. Tashman. So if, if the person, um, law, uh, was sentenced, and there was no Kohen Gadol at all at that time, right? So he never, this person never leaves a Yer Miklat. That's mm-hmm. unfortunate. The um, Ita, so if there were, there was one other Kohen Gadol, um, they should, Lihadarbach uh, Behanach, Behanach. So, uh, so if they should have searched for another one, so you see from here that, um, I guess you see from here that uh, it only goes by one Kohen Gadol, not by multiple ones. Because if it was going multiple ones, they would say, you don't have one Kohen you have other ones. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, it's talking about that there were no other ones at all. But really, if there were other ones, even if one of them died, it would be okay. So I think the conclusion is, even if there's one that died, it's okay. Manitin, Mishnik Mardino. So we'll be we'll get to this mission, and we'll be uh, not in bad shape, not in terrible shape. So if... The, if from the, the moment that the judgment was sent, sentenced, the Kohen Gadol died, so, uh, so you're in court and you, the judgment is passed and like an hour later, they, the Kohen Gadol has died. Ah, okay, I don't even have to be punished now. I already got, it already worked out for me. Um, so, but you were in, so let's say you were in court and while you were in court and you haven't been sentenced yet, the Kohen Gadol dies. And they appoint another Kohen Gadol. So now you go by the one that's appointed before your judgment was sent, before your judgment was passed down. So you wait for the second one to die. And that could be a long time, right? 
So let's say there was no Kongadol. Or someone killed the Kongadol. The Kongadol didn't die on their own. The Kongadol killed. So then you can never leave. You can never leave the army clan. So say someone killed the Kongadol. That would be a nice the Blood Avenger. That would be a good move for the Blood Avenger. Go kill the Kongadol. I mean, they would, they would get punished. But nevertheless, the, uh, the That's person... That's why it was probably instituted. To dis disincentive, there's no reason to kill him because you're not getting it. No, it wouldn't be the blood avenger. It'd be the family of the the, the, guy, the family of the the family of the. I want to get my I want to get my brother out of the ear miklat. So I'll go kill the. Oh, but Kongo. you can't do that. Yeah, I'm saying opposite. Let's, so we have so now the law is established. The Kongo, if the Kongodol dies or is killed, the person never gets free. Right. So there might be a the opposite might happen. That's in the, a Goladam could conspire to get the Kongodol to be killed. To, so, oh, so, so they'll they so never they leave. Never You're always going to be in jail forever. Yeah, I can't kill you, but I can kill the coin, and yeah, then you're there forever. Yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, when they get out, originally they won't be able to kill them afterwards, so mm. they'll serve their sentence. So. Yeah. All right. Um, so if they're in their army caught, that they can't, you know, if someone goes out from jail, they're in jail, you can take them out sometimes to go for different situations. Different, if they take them to court, right? You can sometimes take someone to court if they need to out of jail. So that doesn't happen here. Because we're afraid that he's going to get attacked. Not for testimony of, of mitzvah or, or monetary. Capital cases. Even they need him. Even a, even a head general needs him. He doesn't leave there forever. He doesn't leave there forever until the Kongadol dies. Um, oh no! I think it's talking about even these cases where the Kongadol was killed. He doesn't, it says he doesn't leave there forever, even even for random, even for jo- going to court or whatever. He's stuck there. Mm-hmm. So, so just like a city accepts someone in, so all to also like the tchum of Shabbat, also that distance outside the town. Can also absorb uh, if so. So if somebody killed in, unintentionally and they, they enter into the tchum of the, yeah, uh, yeah, like I forget the exact measurement. Right, this is two thousand almost outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, to different directions too, yeah. around it. Rotzeh she yatsal lechutz tchum. If they left the tchum, umatzo gol adam. Rabbi Yosegli omer mitzvah biag gol adam bereshu biag gol adam. So that's interesting, right? So they left the tchum. The Goel Adam can kill them. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mitzvah for Goel Adam to kill them. And it's, it's, everybody else can kill him. That's like an interesting thing, right? Where'd that come from? Rabbi Akiva, Mereshut Biyag Goel Adam, Vekol Adam Chayim Alav. So that's like the more common understanding that... Um, you're, you're liable for yeah. murder. Let's just do a little bit. Let's do one more here. Is that okay? Um, so we have this idea that if your judgment was established, and then you're in court... And an hour after you were sentenced, and um, the Kongadol died, you can go home, right? You don't have to go. You don't get that punishment. So that they're going to my time. What's the reason? Amar by Kavachomer, Uma Mishigala Kvaryatsa, Achshav Mishalok Kvaryatsa, Achshav Mishalogala, Achshav Mishalogala, Enodin Shaloyigala, Igala, Igla. So somebody who was in jail for a long time. It's hard to get them out of jail and to to, to send them send them back home. But somebody who never actually went in jail, they weren't in the whole system. It's easier to kind of just say, "Go home." Um, but you could say the opposite, right? Somebody who was in jail, they did their time. Yeah. There's more place for them to be freed than somebody who didn't even do any time yet. Yeah, what, but, but I think they're saying 
they're saying that the opposite, right? You've been there for a long, long, or the person's been there for a long, long time, and the death of this Kohen has managed to get you out, even though you've got a chazaka, if you will, of being there. That's exactly. And then this person, it's just... Was never really there. And so. the Kohen Gadot, how much more so that should free him? Exactly. It's, so there are two sides. They're going to bring the other side now that, well, somebody was in jail for a long time. They served their sentence. You, you're, uh, you're fresh. You're green. You never really... Certainly, time. What's where's the Kava Homer? It's going to answer. My Tamar by Mami Shikala, Kvaryat Sachsha, Mishalogalai, Nadin Shalogalai. But Dilma, Hai de Gala, Ichparle. They had Kapara. Hai de Logala, Lo, Lo. Midi Galut ka Mechapra, Mitat Kohen, Hudi Mechapra. So, no, really, it's interesting. The Galut isn't Mechaper. It's the Mitat of the Kohen Gadol, it's Mechaper. So, that's this approach. But we saw earlier in the Masachat that it is Mechaper. So the Mefarshim go into that a little bit. Let's just do one short one here. So if 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 you were waiting around and a Kongodol died while you were in court, and then you got out of court, and while you're in court, another one was put in place, it goes by that second one. My hava le lemevad hayalo levakesh rachamim shni gemer dino liskut levakesh lobikesh. So they're asking questions. We'll end here. Um, this person. So they ask, why does it go by the second Cohen? It's the new Cohen. They they weren't around when they weren't they weren't in charge when the person got killed. Like we usually say, you're li- The Cohen is liable to something. So you should have prayed that people wouldn't kill kill all the people in the town. So what's they liable? So he goes, they should, well, when he got appointed as Cohen Gadol while they were in court. He should have prayed that everybody in court uh, that that the you know, there shouldn't be uh, this, this person should be found uh, liable. That's weird, right? You should, why you should pray that somebody should, shouldn't be found liable in court? I don't know. See this here. Um, it says here. Uh, what should they have done? Um, what does it say? So you should pray that somebody's judgment should be established favorably. On. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one for me because mm-hmm. like, I actually what did happen. This happened to me. I was in working in Rikers Island and I was giving a sermon during uh, during uh, Yom Kippur, uh, Rosh Hashanah morning right before Natan uh, uh, and I and I was giving them blessings. And one of the inmates stood up. He goes, "Rabbi, you should give us a, in the middle of my sermon. Mm-hmm. Rabbi, you should give us the real blessing." He spoke Hebrew. He goes, mm-hmm. "That God should free all the prisoners." Uh-huh. In the middle of my sermon, he said that. Isn't it beautiful where you find voice of God? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I wasn't comfortable praying that that God should free the prisoners. I mean, people people need their their sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not but, my uh, job to say that they should be. Ah, uh, but 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 you see, this is they the were problem. already sentenced. They were already sentenced. But but maybe they were there was a non just sentence maybe yeah. there was so they should have prayed so you, 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 one could argue that you could pray to God our justice system is imperfect make sure that whatever whoever deserves to get out gets out in that in that spirit right, right. have a great day thank you Rabbi.